Hey, my name is Alexander DeRocher, and today on the Coach's Show, I have uh, special teams uh, coach and defensive line coach, Coach Brian Wallace of the Nickel State Colonels. So, Coach, thanks for being here today. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. So, it's been a couple rough weeks, I feel like. Yeah. Um. So, where did you play college football at and I, what position? I played at Louisiana College, which is now Louisiana Christian University, uh, and I played linebacker uh, back in uh, 2004 to 2008. How did that help your coaching? Uh, I think it helped, obviously, playing at the college game, uh, being around it, seeing what it takes um, to be a student athlete at the collegiate level. Um, but I also think it, it helped me in, in terms of understanding, like, you know, understanding players better. Uh, with the coaches that I had in college and seeing how uh, they approach different situations. They approach, you know, college athletes and just the, the college mentality. And it's more business-like than, um, you know, than maybe what you get at the high school level. So uh, being able to see that, you know, through a player's eyes and, and experience it, uh, I think has helped me grow it and be a better coach. So where did you coach before coming to Nichols? Uh, so, uh, I actually was at Louisiana College uh, from 12 – 12, 13, and 14 as a co-defensive coordinator. Um, and then the How three does years co-defensive coordinator work? So that was an interesting deal. I usually get that a lot. Um, so it was, it was me. I got hired on, and there was a guy on staff already, uh, one of my best friends. He, we actually played together um, who was there, and me and him ran the defense. Um, again, we're, I don't got an ego, so it was, it was both of our – what we run it, I was more kind of uh, – involved in the box and he kind of handled the coverage aspect and on game we you know throughout the week we game plan put stuff together and then on on uh, on Saturdays I'd call it from the box and you know when when he would say have some input on what what he liked and what he was seeing we we'd uh we'd implement that as well so it, it worked pretty well hand in hand but I think our relationship um in Justin Charles who's now the head coach of Menard High School but our relationship uh, was obviously critical to that where we both, neither of us had egos in terms of it, it didn't matter, we just wanted to win. So you'd do that again if you had to? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I think in the right situation, obviously, going in there, I'd probably have to be with a guy that knew me and I knew that person for it to work out, I think, for the most advantageous for the team and the players. So where'd you after Louisiana College? Did you come straight to Nichols? So or? right after I got done playing, I coached their year, coached linebackers, and then I actually got a GA job at ULF yet, and that's where I crossed paths with Coach Rebo. So I was there um, 2009, 2010, 2011, um, and, and worked uh, with the defensive backs there. Um, so that's where I kind of cut my teeth really on learning, coaching, learning a lot of football, um, and seeing how to run a program. Uh, and, you know, we were, we were there in 2009 and 10. We weren't uh, particularly very good. We were bowl eligible the first year, but then 2011, we uh, won a New Orleans Bowl. So seeing the transition, um, you know, being on part of a, two different staffs, seeing how just different things were run, seeing how things were done right, things were done wrong, you learn a lot. Um, and then taking a team that was 3-9 and nine and flipping it and going 9-4 and four and winning the New Orleans Bowl was uh, really good to be around. Okay, so let's talk about the Jackson – uh, game. Yeah. So I think second drive, y'all got a pass interference. How do you adjust after that? Well, you know, we, we got some penalties that hurt us uh, that we, that we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. We had some self-inflicted uh, first downs. Um, but, you know, you just got to – we always tell the guys, play the next snap. 
Each snap is its own play, its own entity. You can't, whether it's a great play or a bad play, whatever it is, you got to play the next snap. You know, I tell the defensive line, you might get a sack, uh, but the next play doesn't matter. You got to play the next play, it's its own deal. You got, you got, it's another opportunity um, to compete, another opportunity to get right. So, yeah, we, we got some calls that, uh, you know, that we put ourselves in, unfortunately, and, and we gave them some first downs, which extended some drives. Um, but we just got to continue to battle play after play, snap after snap, and just continue to do our job. So after that defensive uh, stand, you know, come back, the linebacker, I think, went down that drive. Mm-hmm. How do you adjust the defense when that happens? Well, you know, it, it, for us, it's, it's kind of the next man up. You know what I mean? And, and, and we have this year, we've been battling some different guys going down and stuff like that. So, um, but you, that's why we try to preach to our guys. You, you don't wait for that moment to prepare. You prepare for that moment in film and practice. If you're not preparing like you're the starter, then you're wrong because you're a broken shoelace or an injury away from being the next guy or, you know, or bumping up one spot. So, um, you know, obviously it was unfortunate that, that, that he went down on that play. And, uh, but, you know, we got ever, all the faith in that next guy. And, we just, and he's got to be able to command and, and run the defense just as everybody else. And, you know, when one guy goes down, someone else has to step up in that position, whether it's that position or another position, be able to make plays. Uh, but we got confidence in all of our players to do that. So special teams has been a lot used a lot this season so mm-hmm. far. What goes into preparing them for the games? And I think you all fixed a lot of the mistakes you had in the first couple of games. Yeah, you know, so, it, you know, I've enjoyed coaching special teams. Obviously, there's a lot of game planning that goes into it, just as offensive defense. And, um, you know, we try to keep it simple. And, you know, with our special teams, we want to be very fundamentally technique sound. Um, but obviously, each week, we don't want to do the same stuff. So, and the guys have really bought in. Uh, and they believe in what we're doing. They believe uh, in this program, in the special teams room, and our culture, I think, has uh, a great environment in the special teams room with some older guys, and it's, and it's bled down to the younger guys. Uh, so the buy-in's been great, and they, they're hungry every week to see what new wrinkle we're going to do to be able to execute. Um, so, you know, we, we try to look at first is, you know, what are we doing well, and then how can we improve it? And then what do we need to clean up, uh, and how do we do that? And then we try to you know, see what the opponent's doing and then say, hey, well, what might give us issues? What might give them issues? Uh, and then kind of go from there. So I've read that you, I want to say you coached safeties when you first got here and then right. you moved to uh, well, line. So I got, I got hired. I was coaching outside linebackers. Uh, then we kind of changed our defensive scheme and I moved to safeties and our nickels. Uh, and then this past spring, I, I moved to defensive line, so I, I just, I've kind of coached everywhere. So how how hard is it to adjust to the new position? Well, I was actually more comfortable moving from safeties to D-line because of my time spent coaching linebackers and, and knowing the run fits and, and, and how to fit the box. Um, and obviously coaching outside linebackers in our 3-4 when we first got here, a lot of the same stuff, the same techniques are you know across the whole defensive line. I was actually a lot more, um, I don't know, nervous isn't the word, but just when I was moving back to safeties because it's a position unfamiliar, uh, never played it, but, you know, it just, it just made me go and, and study it. You know what I mean? Obviously, when you have that, um, I don't know, whatever, fear of failure, I just, you know, it, it wouldn't work even harder just because I, I didn't want to fail the players in terms of not being able to coach them the way they needed to be coached. So uh, I just felt it kind of gave me, it challenged me, I guess it should say, 
um, to where I'd had to learn more and go and study and go and talk to people and figure out, hey, what do we need to do? And um, but the same thing, moved to D line. Uh, so just kind of been all spent all went from the time that you know coach came and approached me about it. Uh, I went and started studying, watching film and, and talking to other coaches and saying, you know, what works, what does not work, what do I need to do? And um, obviously not there yet, but it's a work in progress. And I, I know I feel like I've gotten better and I just got to get the players playing right. So after the linebacker went down, the drive after, the next drive on defense, it, y'all called a timeout and look like y'all addressing the defense. Mm-hmm. What were y'all telling the defense? So in that situation, if I recall correctly, we called the timeout of the situation in the game. We kind of just wanted to, um, I think we wanted to make a substitution and, and, and then we wanted to make sure that we had the right call and the right people on the field. Because uh, at that time of the game, I believe they were driving and it was late in the half. Um, so we didn't want to have, we had some timeouts we were able to burn. Uh, we didn't want to have something again, be self-inflicted. So we wanted to get the right personnel in the game, make sure everybody was on the same page at the same time, I think, you know, it was one of those times where we just want to have come over, calm them down, look them in the eyes, say, hey, let's go make a play, build some confidence, get out there, get on the field. So I was at the game a little bit, and yeah. it looked like the team that uh, – it looked like Jackson's team was like kind of like on the bigger side of the teams we played before, mm-hmm. like Tom, in terms of size. So right. how do you game plan for that going into it with the line? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, this is going into my eighth year, and a lot of times when we've lined up against another opponent, they've probably had bigger size, uh, you know, but that's really never been, um, to me, a factor in, hey, who's the better football player? And I think that's when we go and evaluate recruits and we go out recruiting, you know, size to an extent has comes into play. But we try to we put value in guys who are quote unquote football players. Do they love the game? Do they work hard? Do they sell out to the team? Are are they about football? And we try to identify those guys, uh, tough players, and um, those are the guys we, we've won within this program. And you know I can I can account for numerous times around the field pregame and I look across the field. I'm going man, these they got some big guys. You know, but then we go out and we, we play ball. Once that ball snapped, they put on the pants, the shoulder pads, the helmets, just the same as we do, and, and, and we've won more of those games and lost. Um, so, you know, yeah, size advantage, I think it's sometimes it's like, but, you know, I think, you know, uh, in this day and age, you can find guys that, that just love to play ball, you know. So going into halftime, you, what adjustments do you have to make? Because, like, I was talking to the other coach I interviewed, and he's like, every game we act like it's 0-0 at halftime. So what adjustments do you make on your end? So on our end, you know, it just depends. If, if we're, you know, it could be set in front a certain way or playing this technique a certain way, depending on how they're blocking the defensive line, we'll say, okay, hey, we'll, we might change it. Uh, and I, I'll talk to the D-line and I, I tell them, hey, man, are, are they, you getting the same looks that we worked at uh, during the week that we talked about during the week? And they'll come and say, hey, they're doing this. So there might be a, a technique that we change. Um, there might be the way we set something differently. Um, but the biggest thing is we get them, again, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Let's go out and let's play our brand of football. We're, it doesn't matter indicative of the scoreboard. We're up by 50. We're down by 50. We played our own standard, uh, and that's the standard of, of Nichols football that we want to put on the field um, no matter what the circumstances are. We, I, we always tell, I talk to Dion about controlling the controllables. You control your effort. You control your attitude. You control the way you play this game, um, and that's all we can do. So that, that's why I just, we just keep emphasizing back to those mantras, I guess you want to say, and get them refocused to play the second half. So at some point, I think it was like the late third, beginning of the fourth, y'all switched the defense out. 
uh, not recognize some players because they went to E.D. White. Anyway, was that to give the starters and all a break so they wouldn't cramp up? Yeah, you know, and, and so at some point with the defensive line is a little bit different. I, we, you got to keep those guys fresh. Um, and usually sometimes early in the game or you, you, we can rotate them. The, the kind of the way the, the flow of the first uh, half went, um, there was a lot of short drives, so we didn't have to rotate them as much. It got to a point uh, in that part of the game where we were getting the plays up, so we start rotating players in, keep guys fresh. Um, like I said, you know, we're, we can get young guy, other guys into games. Um, and then, you know, obviously with this game, as in, you know, they're obviously we lost, but you can pull some positives is, you know, for us, we get some guys in the game, some younger guys in the game, and it, it, it enhances their development. Now they get college reps. They get live reps on Saturday. It's different than a practice rep. You know what I mean? It, there, there's just a different atmosphere to it. So we get to evaluate some of those younger guys, uh, and those reps are valuable for them. It could be 15 reps, could be 20 reps, it could be 10 reps. But now we build those reps towards this conference play. And, you know, I had some younger guys play really well, 15, 20 reps. Well, now that builds their confidence going into this next stretch of the season. Um, so those re- it allows us to be able to do that. Obviously, it's an unfortunate situation. We're losing. You'd rather do it when you're winning. But regardless, um, you're still getting those guys on film reps and can coach and teach and get better from it. So speaking of things to take away, like, People I know, we've talked, like, I talked to them about Nuggets football, and they're like, what do you think about the team? I'm like, it's hard to judge because we haven't played in, uh, we haven't played our own conference yet. Correct. So, how do you think that's going to help the football team come this weekend against Northwestern, judging, like, that we played conferences that are higher than us now to play in our conference? Yeah, how do you think I, that's going to help and us? I think, I think that, you know, our guys obviously are disappointed. We're disappointed. Um, but at the same time, is we still have everything in front of us in terms of winning conference, in terms of playing our conference. Have we played some FBS opponents? Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, obviously Jacksonville State's in transition. SEMO is an FCS team. But we've played some really good teams. I mean, I think you look at the combined record of the four previous teams we've played, I believe that they're 12-5. and five, um, And all five of those losses are to, like, uh, FBS institutions and, like, three, three of them are Power 5 schools. So um, we, you know, obviously you got we got to continue to stay positive with our players, build them up because they're 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 always their own biggest critics because our guys work really hard and they know the expectations. They set a standard, they set an expectation for themselves on top of what we have. So um, we got to continue to work hard, but I do think that they have an understanding. It's like, hey, you know, now we're getting into conference. Uh, you know, now we got an opportunity, but and, and it's not any lightly any different. We're going to come out and work even harder. Um, but I think that it does now when we hit conference play, it's, hopefully it's made us better playing against these other opponents um, and, and showed us what we need to improve on and what we need to do in order to get uh, to get a win. You know, they, they don't come easy. It doesn't matter whether it's, it's, it's an FBS opponent or a Division three opponent. Winning uh, has a price. And, and and I think that again, this has just helped us in that process understand it. So, during some of the some during some of the games before, defense has played a huge impact. Like got some turnovers and whatnot. How does it affect them when the offense can't score with the off turnovers? Well, and, and you know, like that, and that's the mentality that we that we develop and we try to instill is like, hey, control the controllables. Whether it's zero zero or fifty to zero, whether the offense is scoring a bunch of points or no points, we can't control that. Mm-hmm. What we can control is lining up, 
playing each snap his own, playing the right technique, you know, winning our one-on-one battles, and, and playing out the scheme the way it's intended to play with high effort. Um, so I think that, you know, obviously our offense will score, defense wants to stop them, but we can't control what other teams do. You know what I mean? And so I think we just instill in them, hey, man, focus, control the controllables, and, and keep playing. No matter what, you just keep playing. You know, our, our mentality is, hey, you know, it doesn't matter what happens in a game. You know, we got to line up. We, we talk about having one blade of grass, you know, and just uh, you think about whatever year it was, we we're playing Southeastern for the conference championship on the six-inch line. We forced a fumble to win the game. Well, we defended every blade of grass. So that's, that's the way we approach every snap, defend every blade. Thank you for doing an interview yeah. with us this week. Good luck this week against Northwestern. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.